What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Why, why it was so easy for LeBron to crush the Harrison Barnes mid-game trade is because no Lakers players getting traded during a game because LeBron's got to approve the trade, and LeBron's busy during games. It's a great, great point, guy. Never going to happen. LeBron can't do both. Get you, get you a dude that can do both. Like, he can't do both because he's going to have to approve the trade, and that'll happen outside of the 48 minutes that the game's being played. I, his Instagram post, I thought, was, was pretty ridiculous because— I was, tr- I was triggered. I was too. You were Okay, we were both triggered because this is not a new thing, right? Play, we see a lot in baseball. We see it all the time in sports. We don't really see it in football. We, what happened? It happens all the time in baseball, but they play all the time, so it's— Right, but this is part of like the—we were talking about this, I think, on the last pod of the one before, and it's been driving me nuts for a while— the 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 level to which NBA news becomes a meme all the time, like every little thing has a bunch of emojis with it, and we've got to make a joke out of it, and we've got to laugh at the person, and it's just so ridiculous. It's like the guy got traded during the game. That's the thing that happened, and that in and of itself is always kind of funny. You know, everyone always goes to Jose Canseco getting called back from the on-deck circle. But that's where it can just be that, and that's kind of funny. Like, we can laugh about it and blah, blah, blah. But it gets discussed like it's the greatest shame of Harrison Barnes' career. Look at this idiot sitting on the bench. Ha, 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 Emoji, emoji, emoji. Meme, 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 meme. And maybe that's, like, maybe in that way, if that's what LeBron's reacting to, I can actually kind of sympathize with him because that stuff's driving me insane right now. Like, every piece of NBA news is some drama, some beef, some BS, some message, some... It doesn't stop, man. And again, maybe that's good for the league because it just keeps the business in the cycle. But it's insane. But for LeBron to act like it was some disservice by the organization is also ridiculous. Well, they got... Well, first off, just from a Harrison Barnes in a vacuum, his financial future, they did him a favor. They were not going to pay him. This team wanted him has wanted him for a long time, traded into him, they are planning on extending him. So from a financial standpoint, Harrison Barnes won. If Guy Haberman works for me, and I was not 
going to extend you on a contract. And I traded you or just said, like, let another podcast hire you. Because I was once the contract ended in a month, you were not going to get a new one. But the other podcast was going to give you a three-year contract. I'm kind of doing you a favor, right? I'd retire. Uh, no, I, I, I'm just trying. <laughs> I hope you would. Out of I'll tell you who won't retire: Harrison Barnes. When they offer him another four for eighty contract, right? Like the Mavs. To to me, it'd be one thing if they traded him to a really shitty team and he didn't know it was coming. He had been on the trade block, like they were going to move on from. It, he knew about it. Think about that guy. He knew about it. The Kings are kind of going places, and they want to pay him. They want to pay him. I don't know if I would, but they would. Quick interruption to tell you this podcast is brought to you by Ease, E-A-Z-E dot com. Use the promo code HAM. Get 20 bucks off your first order. And any purchase over $50 is a free delivery. Also, this podcast is brought to you by Berries.com. Go to Sherry's Berries website, B-E-R-R-I-E-S, Berries.com. Click on the microphone. Use the promo code HAM. Order Berries for Valentine's. When your assets are humans, weird shit can happen, right? Transactions, if you're if you and I own a building, like we may, and we're trying to sell it, the sale may go through at like 7 a.m., may go through at night. It could happen when it, you just never know, just whenever the other side agrees the turn, like it's kind of out of your control. It's kind of like that in sports. It just happens to be the things you're getting. You don't, it never happens. Like, you know what? We have traded, uh, Pepsi signs, you know, or something that aren't, you, no one trades anything in sports beside humans or cash involved with those humans. So it's just going to be kind of weird. But like you said, it's literally been happening forever because not, you can't always trade someone at, you know, lunchtime. Sometimes people get traded at night. Yeah, the designated just, just trading happens. times. Did, did you see? Did you see what LeBron said when asked about it? They said, "Well, not about the Harrison Barnes, but the day before." They said, "What's it like? You know, you feel for the guys in this locker room that have been in trade talks." He's like, "Well, I can't relate. I've never been in trade talks." It's like LeBron, you, which he's, we all agree that's a factual statement. But you can't act like this pro player. Uh, I, I don't Every even man. know. Yeah, just this kind Advocate. of leader, leader of the movement. Right. Like, when hey, you, Kurt Flood sacrificed. I don't know what you've sacrificed. Well, not only have he not sacrificed anything, then you are being a hypocrite doing it to your own guys. It'd be one thing, like, if he was adamant from day one. These are my guys. These are my guys. These are my going to war. I, I don't want to trade these guys. Uh, I think we can win with these guys. I'd be like, okay, at least he's saying it and backing it up. He's saying one thing and then he's doing another. To me, he reminds me of the super rich guy around the area where we live that that loves tweeting about, you know, like, higher raise taxes, raise taxes. If you're going to have that opinion, that's fine. But then if you're super rich and you pay your accountant a lot of money to hide that money so you don't have to pay the higher taxes, I look at you like a fraud. Like, LeBron, you say one thing and then you do another – I look at you like a fraud. And I, I do think as a person, when it comes to this type of stuff, LeBron is a fraud. He tweets that because he knows what? Social media is very pro-player, pro-employee, pro-the you know, everyman because most people are the everyman. Oh, like, 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 like. But it's like, LeBron, you, you, you kind of know what you're doing, and I think you're a major hypocrite. Yeah, he wants to be viewed as the leader of the league. Um. 
right? The which, kind which, of godfather. But he, but, he, but he is. Yeah, is it, but yeah, right. And he, he values his position as the godfather of the NBA. But my guess is, internally, most players don't view him that way. When it comes to, like, off-the-court stuff, right? Does Steph wait to see what signal LeBron's going to send and then everyone else falls in line behind LeBron? No. No. But I, but I also think he's taking... He's on this crusade that the players are getting screwed. I, I'd argue, guy, they've never had it better. They've never made more money. They, they've never had more control, and they've always had control. It, it, to me, it's becoming a tired topic, and it's kind of... For me, it's already hit the tipping point. But I think the casual person is like, why is there? Why are all these guys unhappy? Why, how is no one in the NBA happy? They're all making $20, 30000000 million, and every fucking person's miserable. Because it does not feel that way in baseball and in football once a player signs. Now, players like Bryce Harper right now, unrest, whatever. Once he signs, he's just going to be there. Like once my Stanton signed, he was just on a team. Once Antonio Brown signs, he may get mad at a teammate or a coach or whatever, but it's never like, got to get me out of here. Like play, In football especially, once players have their cash, they're kind of just in. Now, things happen and you get mad with games or whatever. That's totally normal. But it's not like they're just anti-establishment. Anti and that's what the NBA is becoming. It, 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 they feel very, very, and I keep going back to this, a little like this super elitist that's just out of touch. Because I follow a lot of these guys on Instagram, especially the top guys. Like LeBron James gets driven to work in a Rolls Royce. And that's his pro I don't blame him for getting driven. But like you make these statements. should take a helicopter. Yeah, but I'll say one thing for Kobe. It never felt like. He was on that crusade. Like, I just like my money. I'm going to make it. I'm a fucking helicopter to work. And, and Kobe, like Tom Brady, felt like an elitist. LeBron, like, just this poor kid from Akron. Like, LeBron, you've been rich now for 20 years. He, to act like you're relating to the poor guy. I mean, you haven't been in an airport since you were 16. Well, I don't – that's the thing. Is that I, LeBron just, does... To me, it's just easy to, lo it's easy to lose touch. Yeah. And I think he's lost touch. Well, how could he not? How, it would well, be – First off, guy, the media, like ESPN, never says anything bad about him. Obviously, his inner circle never says anything bad about him. Uh, he has these beliefs that he truly believes, uh, and no one ever questions it around him. He's never, you know, a coach is never going to yell at him. Even think about this. Magic's kind of kissing his ass right now because he kind of needs him, right? So it's just when does LeBron ever hear anything like, I'll say this. It does feel, looking back, and I know Kobe's talked about this, the one thing that Phil brings to your organization when he's around Michael or Kobe or Shaq, he will call them out on their shit a little football style. And Popovich has done this forever, right? May, uncomfortable might be the wrong word, but he definitely was not afraid of those guys. Like, everyone's kind of on eggshells around most of it. Like, is Kawhi getting yelled at at all in Toronto? I'm not saying you need to get yelled at. I'm just saying this is the nature of sports. You just get coached hard. Like Phil would get into those guys or just kind of call them out on some BS type stuff and make them think. Yeah. Like that's not happening to any of these guys. It happens a little with the Warriors, but a lot of it's led by Draymond calling guys out on their shit. Well, and I do think that's probably a core tenet of – now, is Steve a screamer? Obviously, him and Draymond got into it that time in Oklahoma City. But I do think that seems to be because he's a Popovich guy, because he's a Phil Jackson guy, that does seem to be kind of a core tenet of 
what Steve, because if you're Steve, you go, okay, what can I do here? There's a few things I can do. One, I have to create some harmony. And two, I, I can differentiate myself by being the one dissenting voice that doesn't tell every player all that, that isn't afraid of the players. Because you know what Steve doesn't need? The job. Like, he doesn't need the job. He didn't have the job for a long time. But but he's he's also lucky that his, his main two players he's going to have for a while are the easiest guys to deal with ever. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. That Take coaching. Absolutely. But guess what? It turned out Tim Duncan took coaching. It turned out Michael Jordan took coaching from Phil, if it would come from Phil. Um, like that's that's how you build a dynasty. Like Tom and Bill have whatever their relationship is, but clearly Tom can take coaching from Bill. Like that's how you win multiple championships over a decade. Is you remember that together. remember that article? Maybe it was like a Wickersham article last year or something about about the Patriots, and it went through all the or maybe it was Mike Reese. Like he just interviewed all these players over the years, and one of them was Brian Hoyer. Like his rookie year, it was like the first team meeting of the year. And, and Tom Brady just got lit up, and he's thinking to himself, like, how am I ever going to last here? They're screaming at Tom. Like, I'm fucked. <laughs> and it just – but everyone thinks like that, and it, it just helps an organization run. Is, 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 is players having all the power a good thing? Like, I, I, the, the NBA is losing steam, guy. I know Twitter thinks it's gaining steam. Television ratings in the East are in the tank. Like, they're down almost 25% I read the other day. It's To me, it's not – like this, having LeBron have all this power is not a healthy thing. It, the other league that we all know who has all the power that's, that's the number one league, that to me seems like a healthier – like there has to be some sort of balance. And, and I do think the balance has completely been lost in the NBA, and that's not necessarily a good thing. Yeah, I, I agree with what you just said. I think it's a good point. And I think a lot of that – I think fans have to feel like they don't know what's going to happen, first of all. And I think that um, fan attachment to teams is dependent on players, at fans at least kind of feeling like the players care about that organization as much as the fans do, that we're all kind of in this together. We're kind of a team in this together. You know, when you hear, what, what do fans love when they hear like, the players, this team is taking on the personality of the city. You know, Pittsburgh, steel, tough. Like, that. that's... That creates the emotional connections that get people coming back to the TV every night, and when the when players basically say, "I don't have, I don't owe you guys anything," you know, teams aren't loyal to us. We don't have to be loyal to you. Which, if I'm a player, is true. I'm not saying it's not true, but when everybody feels good about sharing that, players used to feel like a little. They used to. Um, try maybe a little harder to convince the fans that like they're all in for the city. But then they realize, wait a second, this isn't the fans aren't even in the equation here. This is me and the team and the team treats me like an asset, so I'm going to treat them like a vehicle. Um and fine, that is player empowerment, I guess, but that doesn't help fan connection. It's it's almost like LeBron thinks it should be like this. Anthony Davis signs a 150 million dollar deal. With 2 years left, he's like, "Fuck it, I want out." And he, he's almost saying that if you're a New Orleans Pelicans fan, okay, yeah, Anthony, player empowerment, get yours, Anthony Davis. No, LeBron, that guy's going to be like, I don't want fucking Anthony Davis to leave, you know, or I don't want, if I'm a Celtics fan, I want Kyrie to stay. Like, that's their team. That That's the one thing football really has over the NBA is all these moves that happened the last couple days were not out of, not that they weren't out of, the desire to get better, a lot of them were out of the fear of losing guys, right? 
like uh, Toronto. They're terrified that he's going to leave. So they're going all in with Gasol. The, the, the Bucks, his contract's up in a couple years. They know they got to take advantage of it now just because anything can happen. It's all out of fear. Where in the NFL, you're never feared you're going to lose the guy you want to keep because you can always keep him. So the fan base, it's why every fan base, even the shitty teams, it's why the Raiders, even though they haven't had anything to show for it, or the Browns over the years, on given years have a lot of hope. You know, And there's just so many NBA teams not only don't have hope, once you get a good player, you know, if you're a Browns fan right now, you don't have to worry if Baker becomes good about him going anywhere. One, because it's just the NFL and guys will get broken up. They'll just stay. Two, even if you wanted to leave, he ain't going anywhere. Where in the NBA, you're just kind of in the back of your head at any moment. Like the guy could be like, I want out. It's like, fuck. Well, I, I'm, if I'm a Celtics fan, if I'm a whoever fan, that you're watching a lot of your team. So if you're always terrified your guy's going to leave, that is not good for the league. Right. And that's where I think they're jumping the shark and going the wrong way. And I think LeBron, the one thing I do think he's powerful, that guy, is he's kind of, a lot of people do agree with him. So these players, who I think most guys are pretty good guys, and they get, like, they're making a shitload of money. Business is good. LeBron's like, we should get more. We should get more. You, you get to a point where you jump the shark on that, and you get to a tipping point. Like, uh, most people, I think us included, feel bad for anyone when they're just like, oh, that guy probably deserves, you know, if you're paying him 60K, like, you know, you could, uh, that company could easily pay him 75K and be fine, right? Or whatever the numbers are, even in basketball or baseball or football. Like, this guy, you know, is a little underpaid. He deserves more, right? But once you hit a certain point, like, I'm sorry, Harrison Barnes has never been underpaid. He's been properly paid. You could argue overpaid. And you know what? In fairness, he's never mentioned it. He just, it's a good, it's a good gig. And I think, I'm not saying that you should just be shut up and never say a word, but you're not going to get sympathy points in this country guy. I don't know if you've noticed, but it's kind of becoming anti-rich people. And maybe it's always been like that, but it's just a, it's something on social media that's really been driving in. Like, they're not going to win this battle big picture. Um, I think free agency is great for sports. But I think with the NBA, what we're seeing is maybe it, there's such a thing as too much of a good thing. When it's not just free agency, it's players under contract forcing their way out of places, which doesn't happen in in football, right? Um, or baseball. Really, I think it rare. I think it rarely happens in baseball too. You get traded yeah. just because they're kind of the team starts tanking. It's not. It never feels like. How many guys on the Giants last year felt miserable? They just were playing their contract. They were mad that they were losing. Right. The San Francisco Giants. That is like it. Just in, in basketball. There, there wouldn't have been a player, like let's use Madison Bumgarner, for example. If he was an NBA player, more than likely he would have demanded to get traded last year, right? There's a decent chance. If, yeah. he, was, if he was Madison, Kyrie Irving, Bumgarner, he would have been like, get me out of here. This is, I'm underpaid. I'm getting screwed. And LeBron would have retweeted it. <laughs> and it would have been this movement. Somebody should ask LeBron about the Jose Canseco trade. Come on, guy. I don't even think LeBron would know who Jose is. How, how he feels about it. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, 
and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.